Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is pediatric burns, when to refer to a burn care specialist. My guest is Dr. Pablo Aguayo. He is the Associate Director of Trauma and Critical Care and Burns at Children's Mercy, Kansas City. Dr. Aguayo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us first a little bit about how you got um, started or interested in, in burn care treatment and how that brought you to Children's Mercy. Sure. So, I actually was exposed to adult burns as a resident at the University of Kansas back in 2005-2006. It was a rotation as part of our general surgery training and actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It was a busy service and um, I was able to perform a lot of the procedures, take care of these very sick patients. And, and so that was my first exposure to it. I subsequently did a couple other rotations on that service and found that I really was interested in in this type of patient population. I ultimately did a critical care, trauma critical care fellowship at Children's Mercy Hospital, at which time I was uh, responsible for taking care of all of our burn patients with our staff and found that pediatric burns was just fascinating. It was a great experience for me uh, taking care of these patients. It was something that I could do that wouldn't consume all of my time, so it would allow me to do general surgery. But uh, in addition, I could also do some of the burn care. Most of the burns we see in pediatric uh, in pediatric world are fairly small, less than 10% uh, total body surface area burns. And so a lot of it is outpatient management. Uh, which is uh, which is great for the patients, and then there are a few bigger burns that uh, we get throughout the year. So that uh, the combination of me being interested in pediatric in pediatrics in general, and then my experience with uh, the pediatric burns and the adult burns is what really solidified it. When I came to Children's Mercy to finish my pediatric uh, my pediatric surgery fellowship, there was uh, a position available as one of our burn surgeons was retiring and another one of our burn surgeons was moving on to become surgeon-in-chief at another hospital. And so it was it was perfect. It was perfect for me at that time. And of course, uh, gotcha. I ended up staying. So, so you know, let's let's talk. You had mentioned that a lot of the burns in, in the pediatric population can be managed you know, in an outpatient-type setting, which brings up the question, when is it appropriate for a pediatric burn patient to be in the hospital as an inpatient? When should we refer to a, a burn specialty unit? And let's start with the first responders. I think that's a, a group of um, practitioners that we often forget about. So what, what about, do you have any advice for the first sure. responder when it comes to burns? That's a great point. So they are they are the sort of the first people that see these burns. And the majority of the time, um, if you're called out if they're called out for a burn, it's probably something that's uh, fairly significant. Um, and we usually would like those seen in the emergency department. Um, if it's generally speaking, the first responders, I think main responsibility with regards to burns is going to be, does the if the burn is not a very big burn, so it's less than five to ten percent, is does the story make sense? Uh, does the 
injury correspond to the story that's being told. Uh, we do see instances of neglect or abuse, and so they would be the first-line defense against those, uh, okay. against, against that. So. Well, what about, so this brings up another question, though. In that setting, you know, um, when there is a, a call-out for an ambulance, what are the more um, or the most common types of burns that, that, that we see in the field? So they're mostly scald. So about 70, 60 to 70 percent of what we see in pediatric burns are scald injuries, things like soups, hot coffee, kids reaching out and pulling down a hot pan uh, with either grease or with water off the stove. Those are by far the most common, followed by contact burns is what we see here. And we see a lot, especially in the winter, where younger kids who are just barely learning to walk actually walk up to the fireplace and they have those glass protection those glass protectors over the fire and those get really hot and of course the first really thing hot, they yeah. do is yes yeah, put their hands on it <laughs> um as they're walking right. and so we see a fair number of those so now when we go from the first responder um and in and, and, and most cases you're right they are taking them in into the emergency room um when when we get the pediatric burn patient to the emergency room what are some of the things that you think are signals or, or uh, uh, you know, red flags to really call in the burn specialist? Sure. <clears throat> there's, actually, there's actually very specific details. Um, there are 10 um, injury patterns or 10 types of injuries that the American Burn Association recommends that they be seen at the, or they be referred to a uh, verify or a burn center. And those are actually on the um, ABA website. It's ameriburn.org. And uh, they include things like larger burns, so greater than 10% total body surface area burns should be seen at a burn uh, unit or a burn center. Uh, Burns that involve some of the uh, extremities like the hands, the feet, and then the the perineum and also the face. And then any third-degree burn. these third-degree burns are important because most of the time, depending on how big they are, they will not heal for a long, long time. And what that means is that if you, the longer you, the longer it takes to heal, the more chance that it's going to become hypertrophic or there's going to form a large scar there. Uh, and so we really want to avoid that. And then things like chemical burns and inhalation injury, those are also something that should be seen even at a burn center, even if. They don't appear to be significant. There are certain chemicals that can cause significant damage, um, and there are, of course, electrical injuries or inhalation injuries that can cause significant damage that we can't really see or may not appreciate immediately, but that will manifest in a matter of time. So are these these 10 signs that, um, you know, a patient should be seen at a burn center, are these well-known in the community center, uh, centers um, with, um, you know, pediatric primary care physicians, or is this a, a teaching opportunity for Children's Mercy? I think it's a good teaching opportunity. I don't think that a lot of the primary care providers are aware of these, uh, of these criteria. Uh, some of them are pretty obvious. If you have a big, you know, 20% burn, you're not going to try to treat that. I mean, most Primary care physicians are obviously not going to try to treat that, but sometimes I think right. that they overlook the hand burns even because it may be a relatively small burn on a small kid, but those hand burns can uh, cause significant problems long-term or the uh, flash burns to the face that don't look 
very deep, but ultimately will cause a lot of swelling and maybe closure of the eyes yeah. uh, because they're so swollen. And it is certainly um, helpful if uh, to get this information out to uh, the community pediatrician and family practitioners. The good thing is that a lot of these pediatricians and family practitioners probably don't see a lot of burns. The bad thing is that they don't have a lot of experience with them. And one of the key components of assessing a burn is not only the extent, so how big the burn is, but also how deep it is. And uh, it's difficult even for someone who's done it for a long time to determine the depth, and so it becomes even more difficult, obviously, for someone who rarely sees these burns to try to determine in a short time in a, a outpatient setting uh, how deep these burns are, how long approximately will it take to heal, and then what should I be doing in the interim? Well, Dr. Aguay, you've gave you've given us some really good tips to to know how to manage these patients as a as a first responder in the emergency room and in primary care practice. So I want to thank you uh, for the work that you're doing and the passion that you have for the burn victims. Uh, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.